Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. I am me podcast, another guest on board, super grateful to have on uh, with an interesting story to tell. I've got a good mate of mine, Mick Jessup on board. Uh, he's a father of five. He has currently been traveling around Australia. He suffered a massive mental breakdown previously and he shifted a life. He shifted his life around since then. Um, so yeah, that's why I've got him on. I'm all about the mental health space. So welcome aboard Mick and um, I can't wait to dive into your story. Hey brother. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, feel a, a little privilege to be on board, mate, and and doing the podcast with you. I know that, um, you know, you you've got a lot of reach, and and I think coming from you know a struggle in mental health, we can always project off that. You know, you can essentially move past that, and and there can be better days. Yeah, man, I think that's the message I want to get out of all similar guests to you know yourself on the podcast is just like. Yeah, we all, we, we, we really do. We all go through this. Myself, everyone, we all have dark down days, but we can get out of it. And I think that's the main message is we want to try show and teach people how to get out of it. And just to know that even if you suffer it for a day, a month, a year, there is, uh, you know, brighter days on the, the other side. Yeah, man, exactly. You know, I think um, something that I, I converse with a lot of people about is that, you know, if you can keep moving forward and I guess one foot in front of the other, you're always going to walk through that darkness and back out into the light, but you've, you've got to keep moving forward, you know? 200% man. Do you want to tell the audience just a little bit about growing up and uh, your lifestyle and then how all of this came about? Yeah, man, no worries. So I, um, I'm originally from far south New South Wales, so we're actually down in the area at the moment, which is, has been absolutely beautiful. Um, but, yeah, just grew up, you know, local, played a lot of footy, man, and, and you know, done a lot of, um, I guess, running amok as a young bloke in, in these small towns. It's, it's the gift of a small town, I feel, is that you, you have real community. Like my best friends I, I went to preschool with, man, so it's a, it's a really cool thing to come back here and get to see those boys. Um, and then I guess I, I ended up moving away and did my trade. So I did a carpentry trade. Um, and then pretty much from there, I was, I was in WA and did a bit of a stint over there in, in carpentry as well. Came back to the East coast and, um, I, I met my wife actually sort of previous to that, to that. Um, and, and we scooted over to WA and then, you know, back to the, back to the East coast. Um, dabbled in mining for a little while, mate, and then, um, and tried my hand with small business. So I guess I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. I had a couple of sub stores and, uh, we had an amazing functional fitness gym as well. Um, ocean fitness, still kicking, kicking goals, shameless plug there. Um, and then, you know, I, I ended up, I think because I just had so much on my plate, essentially, um, 
this this breakdown just just hit me like a ton of bricks, you know. And I guess it was a big one for me because I felt that everything I put my hand to or everything I, I tried my best at and gave my all to, I would always succeed in and and my businesses were doing well and, you know, I had my third baby on the way and everything was going good, but I ended up having a work injury at work, um, busted my hand up in the mine and from going full tilt and being super, super busy all the time, I went from, you know, 100 mile an hour to zero, you know, in a space of a moment. And yeah. uh, it really, really, uh, it made me hit the skids. You know, I was like, firstly, the fact that I couldn't train, you know, I've been so consistent with my training over the years. It's just been probably a bit of a, um, I guess maybe like a bit of a, a blanket for maybe some mental health stuff that I probably didn't, didn't think about too much. Um, and that was sort of, I guess, a big part of it was my training and that I had to stop all of a sudden and then stop everything, stop being able to provide for my family. It, um, it was a real kick in the guts, mate. And I guess it, um, it was like I've, I spoke to you about before, mate, it was really, it was the worst thing that happened at the time. But in hindsight, looking back at it, it was actually the best thing that could have ever happened to me as an overall. Yeah, man. I feel that with a lot of stuff in life, um, even myself. And, you know, what I went through, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't go through with what I did. Um, do you want to lead more into a nutshell of when you actually had the breakdown and how bad it was and your thoughts and all of this going on in your head? Oh, yeah, man. So I guess... Um, it was a really, it was a, it was a crazy couple of weeks, I, I guess, and and I haven't really spoke too much about this, but essentially we, I'd busted my hand up so I couldn't go to work, so I was on like workers' comp, and it was, it was horrible, you know, like not being able to provide for the family, not being able to, you know, be, I guess, what I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up, you know, in all areas. So obviously, working hard, training hard, doing all these things, and. Um, when it just stopped like it did, we ended up going on a trip away to the Gold Coast and I had a massive big night and I actually woke up the next morning and it was dead set like I woke up a different person, mate. It was, it was insane. And, um, looking back on it now, I'm, I still don't completely understand where it sort of came from, but I, I guess I've understood that it just took the process to keep moving forward to actually come out of that. Um, but essentially mate, I was pretty much from that point onwards, I was nearly, you know, incapacitated, man. I, I was, I was in bed. I was actually hospitalized four times over about an 18 month period. So I was really, really unwell. Like my mind was so unwell that I really, you know, we, we always talk about this. You see people that are in shape and, and physically they're in shape. And that was me. I, I looked like I was, I was, you know, of sound mind and, and fit and healthy. And really I was completely broken, you know, and yeah. I think that's a scary thing for people to, to get their head around. You know, I think when people understand that the mind and body are one and, and more so the mind is like in complete control of everything that, when there's that real shift in your headspace, it can absolutely rattle everything. Um, and so for me, man, like I said, I was, 
I was in and out of hospital for 18 months. Um, thankfully, I had a really amazing support network and, and my wife was so rock solid. Like if I honestly believe if I didn't have her and, and my best mates around, like I'm, I may not be here to, you know, speak to you about this right now, you know. Um, That's really funny it, to say that, man. I, I truly believe the family and the friends and obviously with yourself, the relationship, the partner, I believe that legit is the reason people do not commit suicide, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, why do you, why do you think that? And how can we make this more? How can we change this so this is happening where people aren't going down these dark roads? Um, because, as you know, most people have. Well, everyone has family. Everyone has friends. Everyone has you know, someone I'm sure they can reach out to you. What, why do you think we're still going through these issues? Is it the people they don't reach out or they bottle it up? What is it? Oh, mate, I think, I think a big part of it for, I'll, I'll speak into me and, and men, essentially. Um, I think a big part of it is that we have this sort of stoic idea of ourselves that we have to be this certain thing, you know, and, and I even catch myself out now speaking about it and and speaking into that and I think for me I feel I was super lucky because I was always quite open to speak about my feelings you know and I think as we sort of move forward and more people are you know super open about you know how they're feeling and um, you know not bottling things up obviously like you were saying but also um, authentically sharing their their stories and and why they are feeling like they are and and I guess their overall well being being a high point. Like we can obviously train train the house down, but if if we're not feeling ourselves in our headspace, then you know we're really we're really going to be on a downward spiral at some point. And you know, in a day to day basis, man, we have our ebbs and flows. You know, we're going to feel good. We're going to have our downs. We're going to have our ups and downs. Like it's it's a normal, it's a normal thing, but I think the more that people actually, you know, converse and, and, you know, speak about their lived experiences, the more people are going to benefit from that. So do you just think maybe we should like, how, so how can we implement something like this? So we stop a lot of this. Do you think we set up pages, um, you know, for people to reach out to, like, what do you think are some tips that we could do to maybe stop the so much mental health and suicides? Mate, I, I think, you know, a big, like a big thing for me was, and, and, you know, this isn't blowing smoke up my ass or anything, but it was just essentially being really open to the conversation, you know, and like obviously jumping on here and, and speaking with someone like yourself and, you know, just sharing my story, I know that on some level, someone will resonate with that and go, shit, I, I was feeling like that as well. Or, you know, I got to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed, mate. Like I was laying in bed and, and I remember being, you know, too anxious. I'd, I'd go shopping or something and, I, and I'd have these massive anxiety attacks where I was like walking around the shopping center going, what am I actually doing here? You know, like I need to get out of here. And like it, it, it's nearly like a stranglehold, mate. Like with anxiety, it actually, you can feel it. And I think that's the biggest thing. You've got depression, you've got anxiety. But for me personally, anxiety just had this 
this hold of me, like you could feel it coming on. And not saying I don't get it now, like I, I still feel it now. Like I can wake up in the in the morning, ready to go for the day, and I can feel that that anxiety or that anxious feeling in in my in the pit of my stomach, you know. And I think the more that people understand, and and I feel this comes from conversing. You know, I, I honestly believe, man, one conversation can change the game. I know for myself, it was like I was laying in bed, I was you know, heavily medicated. Um, I was in conversations with psychologists and psychiatrists. So um, I was in, in the mix of it, man. Like I was, I was deep into it, but it wasn't until I'll, I'll speak into this a little bit too. I feel for me with psychologists, it never, it never really hit the target with me. Um, A lot, a lot of people have amazing, amazing results and they move, move forward so quickly with psychologists but for me personally, like I'm a hands-on type of person, like I, I delve in deep, man. Like I want a, a real conversation. I, I want to give someone a hug, a, a, a cuddle if they're hurting, you know. And um, for me, when I was ch- chatting to these psychologists, it was really like they were just ticking the box. Whereas if, if I'm having a conversation with you, man, like we're, we're bouncing off each other, you know, like we're going, yeah, I know how you're feeling, man. Or yeah, like it's deepen that up a bit, man, like explain that to me a little further. So I feel that, that, that connection with, and it doesn't have to be someone, you know, man, it can be someone, just anyone, but I felt out of that clinical, clinical, um, position, it was, it was a whole lot deeper for me. And I felt that really shifted and helped with me, you know, moving forward in my health. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, it's funny you said that. Every person I've had on here has, you know, gone through the, um, like the, you know, where they've gone and talked to someone and, um, you know, a professional and that. And they just said, um, like, there's so many other ways to actually overcome it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like a lot of people that I talk to now do, you know, your your breath work, your meditation, um, all of that type of stuff, and they've actually got off most of their medications and all of this type of stuff. Did you implement any of this along your journey? Yeah, man. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little insight into mine. So, I um I got to the point where I was so heavily, and I and I can speak of, like I was on about three hundred and seventy five milligrams of Effexor, and I think the base um, wow. rate of that's about seventy five milligrams, right? So I was loaded up. Um, and I'll speak into this a little bit, man, because it was it was a pretty crazy couple of moments. But I was on that, and and it and I ended up back at work. So I was on that, and I was I was back at work, and I was I was doing things, I was feeling all right, but I was really just sort of floating, if you know what I mean. Like I was nearly like on autopilot. Yeah. Um, at the time, I couldn't I couldn't see it, I couldn't feel it, but I was I was I was back in the grind, and I was back at work, and I. And I and I'll speak into that, but I feel that for me, routine was huge. So just getting up, a bit of self care, getting back to work, and then training again, and just doing those things that sort of started to bring me joy. Not the not the work brought, brought me that much joy, but it brought routine, you know. Um, but I'll give you a rundown, man. I was dead set on this on this effects, or and then we went to a, one of our GPs, and she was lovely, man. I'm really thankful for her. She was, um, she was spot on and she was like to my wife, she's like, is uh, Mick coming off that or has he checked his, his vital organs, you know, after use, 
after being on on that medication. And Beck was like, no, 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 he's he's been going great, he's doing well. And um, essentially, man, I was like, you know what? There's this moment now that I need to really start focusing on my physical health, and that is to start coming away from the medication. And I'm not saying this is right for everyone, but for me it was, and I knew it was time. Um, so I gradually started coming off the medication. Um, so I remember coming down to 300 mil and then 225 mil. I was on my way to the gym, man, and this was a moment of like, holy shit, like I felt like I was coming back. But was driving, it was like I nearly, I nearly felt my brain start ticking over because I was quite entrepreneurial and I was always trying to think outside the box, you know. But I just felt like I was on autopilot and numb for so long. And and I ended up coming down on this medication. And it was honestly like the cog started turning again. And I just was like, it was like the light bulb moment. My eyes just sparked up and I was like, holy shit, I'm back. And and then I just gradually came off it, man, to the point where, you know, no, no medication. And um, it was a really strange moment for me, man, because, I, I, you know, when you're in it, you feel like it's totally normal, but when you come out of it, in hindsight, you can see that, that things were very, very, very not normal, you know. Yeah, so you're fully off all medication now. Yeah, man, no medication. And I can, I guess the process of, you know, being hospitalised and, and then and then learning about your triggers and um, I guess how to combat that, um, which which I believe comes with time and, and you know, breathing into things and actually feeling into your emotion and sort of understanding why you feel like you do. Um, so it's just a time-based thing. And yeah, so off all medication, man, um, you know, feeling, you know, I've never felt better, man, you know, physically, mentally. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy the shift from where I was having these conversations with these psychologists and them saying, you know, this is going to be the process and me actually thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be here this time next year. You know, I won't be here. And, yeah. that, and that's a crazy thing. Looking back on it now, I, 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 it makes me a bit sad to think that I was that, that low. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I hear this all the time, though. So, like, it's just, you know, you're another living example. Um, what, with all the breakdown and what went on, what do you think that's made you realise most in life now? Oh man, I could. We can go on. How long have we got for this? But mate, I um, honestly, bro, it was. I was really because I'd sort of come from not much. You know what I mean? Like I, we we were never well off. Like we sort of just were pretty mediocre uh, growing up. You know, um, and I was always really driven by money, like really driven. And I didn't, I didn't really think about that too much until this all happened um you know we had so i'd done quite well anyway like i was doing well in carpentry and then moved into to mining which i'd done well in and then um obviously decided to go into into the businesses um i loved the functional fitness gym because i I was always passionate about training you know so it was sort of just something i always wanted to do and the sub stores we sort of fell into but i was so driven by money that it got to a point where the end game was to have all this money so I could, you know, help my family out and, and you know, my obviously my wife and kids, but also, you know, my mom and, and make sure that they were going to be okay as well. 
but what was essentially happening when I was was chasing the money was I was I was losing time, man. I was I was actually steering myself so far away from my core values and what I really loved and what I wanted that um, I guess that was what I can take out of this is that in hindsight, if I hadn't have if I hadn't have or if it hadn't have happened like it did, I would most likely mate, I'd most likely be chasing the money. I'd be divorced, you know, and I guess that's a big part of it for me. It, it really highlighted that for me, money was like my driving factor. And now the shift sort of came after I was making no money, mate. I was laid up in bed, like dead set feeling like I wanted to die. And then the value shift really went from a dollar value to time. And now, you know, my highest value is time, time with people that I love. And, and I think when people shift from that and understand that how important time is, like we can have, you know, a million dollars, man, sitting in the bank, or we can have five more minutes with, you know, your kids. And in the end, man, if you, if you can't find a a balance, then, you know, you're going to shift one way or the other. Like for me, it was just like, if I don't, you know, make up this time and I don't spend this time with my kids. Like I, I heard an amazing analogy the other day and it was, it was about putting our life onto a meter ruler. So a hundred, hundred centimeters and, you know, you've got your kids. And so that first little snippet, that first one or two centimeters is, is really like full on, you know, no matter what, and we've got five kids. So, you know, you have this snippet and it's, and it gets even more chaotic because you've got so many of them and, and you're trying to sort of keep them safe and, and love on them enough. And, you know, so you've got this one or two years and next minute it's two to 10 years. And once you, your kids are sort of at 10, 11, my oldest was 11 the other day, they really sort of lose that want to be with their parents. They actually want to be with their mates. And I understand that we all go through it. And, and then from that point onwards, it's like 12, 15, 18, you're off with your crew, you know, you've got your new girlfriend, you're chasing tail, you're bloody, you know, you're out running the mark, having a good time with the boys and and then mum and dad are gone, you know. And oh, like I know for me, man, I was thinking about the other day, like I'm 40, um, my next birthday is 40 in July and and I'm thinking about my parents' 40th birthday and I was like looking at them going, geez, they're old and I don't feel old, man. Like I feel like in the prime of my life. But I was looking at my parents like they were these oldies. And, um, so man, it comes down to time for me. I think the, the shift was going away from putting everything, focusing on a dollar value and actually focusing on time, you know? Yeah. How do you, I know it does sound very simple, but how it's very complicated in the mind. How do you tell someone to de-stress over money when money makes the world go around? It's what we need to survive and just focus on like, for example, your family happiness and time. Yep. How, how do you like, it, I, I know what you mean, but how do you actually implement that? Or how, is there a way to maybe help someone realize that more? I think a huge part of it, man, is actually like, and this sounds a bit like, you know, woo woo as well. But if you focus on, on yourself, like really focus on yourself and, and, and sort of take things back a bit obviously we're always going to need money right we're always going to need money to an extent but when you actually start thinking about you know what you really need to operate on a day-to-day basis if you were to scale things back 
like we did when we traveled, you, you sort of understand that if you focus on you, your happiness, you know, what is actually really making you happy, you know, um, filling your cup, filling your cup with all that good energy and, and, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. Cause I totally believe man, environment is everything. Environment stronger than willpower, man. You can be out doing something, someone will pull you into it because you're in the environment that you're in, you know? Um, but I feel that if people focus on really what they want in life and, and, and this, and for some people made, it might be money. It might be, they want loads and loads of money, you know, and they, and they want to be the be all and end all of something, you know? But when I really came back, cause I can only re- really speak for myself when I really came back to the crux of it and, and what it was that I wanted, man, I wanted, like I wanted all this money so I could spend more time with my family. Yeah. And so it wasn't that the money was going to make that happen. It was that I needed to come up with something that was going to make it happen. You know, like I worked in the tunnels, man. I worked my ass off in there for a couple of years um, to build enough money together so we could actually go on this, on this trip. And then we were just lucky enough to, you know, stumble across an online thing, which has helped us as well while we we're traveling. Like, and if I was to focus back then on what I thought was going to last us, you know, our, our savings, it wouldn't have lasted us six months, you know. But the thing is, I knew that the end game was to go in there, do my two years and get out and actually then focus on time. And then the more that I focused on time and, and being happy and being around the right type of people, the more, I guess, abundance has come to me, the more abundance of time, the more money has come to me. You know, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. It's like we really do dream up what we want, you know. Um, I think you've just got to look a little bit left of centre sometimes. Yeah, I love it, man. So you, you'd say in a nutshell, your family brings you happiness? 100%, man. They, they also bring me craziness too, bro. Like it's, <laughs> mate, a, a 37 foot bus cruising around the country with four kids that turned into five over two and a half years. I think I've sent anyone around the pens at times, <laughs> man. But, but I would not ever, 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 ever change that for the world, man. Like what we've experienced as a collective, like my little tribe, um, you know, Beck and I have got that for us, looking back at memories going, holy shit, like we've climbed these mountains with these five kids in Tassie, you know, like the top of WA and these most beautiful, amazing white, you know, sanded beaches with the bluest water, like all, everything has been so phenomenal. And we've got that man to take with us till, you know, our physical body isn't here anymore. And then our kids have got that to tell their kids. And I really believe that what we have done has instilled in them that exploration and, and adventuring is is such an important part of life because, you know, if you walk around with your eyes closed, you're not going to see much, are you? You know, yeah. so, yeah, we feel, we feel totally blessed to have just, you know, taken a leap of faith when people were going, how are you going to do that? Like, you have four kids, like the homeschooling, the blah, blah. And we're like, you know what, who cares? Like, let's just do it. If we don't yeah. do it now, when when are we gonna do it, man? Like at the point now, with my eldest is eleven, he's like loving. We pulled up for a little bit down the coast here, and he's loving his little mates at school. And it's you know, it's like 
when if we hadn't have done it then, like when would have we done it? I think the biggest thing is people don't people hold off too long on pulling the trigger on something that they really want to do, because you know we've we met so many amazing people, man. Like I'm not even I'm not, you know I'm not lying, bro. There is the most phenomenal people traveling around, like super beautiful, amazing, open thinkers, like these dreamers, these creators that are, are just doing it, you know? Um, and then you meet them and instead of skimming over the surface, like you do in a lot of everyday conversations in, in a day-to-day basis, you are delving deep because, you know, you might only be with these people for, you know, a couple of days, a week, you know, if you're lucky, you might get a, a, a month with them. Um, but man, I've, I've met some of the most phenomenal humans with the most amazing stories on the road. And it's just something that I'll never, ever regret. And I'll never, ever forget either, you know? Yeah. I love it, man. It's, um, it's kind of what I'm shifting into now. It's like almost like living every day. Like it's your last, yeah. uh, because I don't know, man, like I just, I look back and it was like, you know, I was 20, like two days ago and now I'm 27. It's like, what, am I going to be 37 the next time I blink? Like, it's you just, will, bro. yeah, I don't know. I think too many people just, yeah, they live in the moment. And they don't really enjoy the now. They're too focused on the future or um, the money or the objectives. And it's like, just really cherish each day. Bro, like I was saying, you look at that, you, you do that analogy on that, on that ruler, bro. You were 20, like you said, boom, 20 was seven years ago, but it feels like, Click of the fingers, it's gone. Like I look at my, I had my one-year-old the other day, so she turned one, hello, um, and she was actually due, man. So we conceived her on the road, right? Um, and then she's legit, was due on my eldest son's birthday, 10 years exactly apart. It was insane. So she had her first birthday on the 23rd of November and my eldest Harper had his 11th on the 25th. Um so it's, it's just, it's crazy, man. And, you know, like I said, you do that analogy with the ruler and you just skip through it. Like I still remember the conversation with my Nana years and years ago before she passed away, you know, speaking about looking into the mirror when she looks directly in the mirror, sorry, man, I'm going to choke up a bit, but when she looks in the mirror and looks straight into her eyes, she still sees this 21 year old beautiful woman looking back at her. And it's not until she takes a step back and really focuses on this, you know, 90 year old woman looking back at her, you know, so yeah. it's, it really does come and go, man. And, and like you said, we need to focus super, super closely on what is steering us off our path or what is pulling us away from the present. Because if we're not present, then we're not really living, man. We're living in like an anxiety space where we're thinking too far ahead or we're living in a depression space where we're looking too far behind, you know? So yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely, a, it's an interesting subject, man, but it's, it's, it's a hard one to, it's a hard one to get someone to do. Cause I think they really need to, it has to come from within. It has to be from the person. Like you can only really speak so much into it. It's really got to come from within, you know? Yeah, no, I really, yeah, I think it's great. Like, I, I think it's really good, you know, how we've gone from the dark side, we've shifted out and you've really just explained, you know, what actually is important in life. And, um, you know, I love ending with a bit of, you know, happiness and it's great to see, you know, like, as you said, you don't have everything in the world, but you've never been happier. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's number one in life. Happiness is key. 
oh man, it's like I said, bro, it's a it's it's what we should all be striving for because you know, if we aren't happy, then we're sort of just walking around kicking stones, aren't we? Like happiness is, is going to fulfill your life because if you're happy and your energy is up, then essentially that means you've got a full vessel or a full cup and all yeah. that good stuff is then overflowing to those people that matter the most to you that are around you all the time. And so you'll help them fill their cup and, you know, and then that flow on really, it really does happen, man. It's like a snowball effect. It's like a ripple effect. You throw the, cast the stone into the water, man, and you watch it happen, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I can feel that, man. I know what it's like when I have these type of conversations and, and that's like I was saying before, mate, one conversation can really shift someone or pull someone back from that edge. And that's what we need to do. Like be open, um, you know, be completely authentic to yourself because I think that's the other thing, man. When we, when we actually understand as, as humans, how unique we are individually, you know, it's a really, it becomes a really, really powerful thing because mate, you know, you're an influential dude. You're, you're a beautiful human. You know, you've been, you've been through some stuff and you would have no doubt people that, that, um, would like to be like you, you know, and, and they might, might do similar things to you and mimic you. But in hindsight or, or in an overall look at it, they will never ever breathe the same breath as you. They will never ever have the same thoughts exactly as you. They'll never ever walk in your exact same footsteps. So I think when individually we re- realize how unique and how beautiful we are as, as a human being, we can really, really, throw some good stuff out into the world, man. Like we can, we can put our own unique stuff out into the world because there's no other bastard on here like us, you know? I love it, bro. I love it. I really do. If you could plug the audience with one last message, uh, if it was the last thing you could say, what would you say and why? Oh man, I'd just say, you know, understand. How power- yeah. Understand how powerful you are as your unique being and, you know, no matter how dark it gets, just understand that with one foot in front of the other, you can walk out of the dark and into the light, man. And and by doing that and being open and honest, and um, you will definitely, definitely help a shitload more people get out of that space as well. You're an absolute legend, man. You're an icon. And, um, you know, to see what you're doing with five kids and all of that, man, it's um. Honestly, man, you are a role model to many and I hope some people get a bit of insight out of this and they really, you know, I hope it helps them. I really do because, you know, if you can if you can get out of the dark hole that you did with five kids, the family, all the businesses and jobs that you were doing, you know, why can't anyone? And that's pretty much what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Like like I said, mate, it, it's, a, it's an absolute privilege to be to be on the podcast with you, man, and, you know, Let's keep in touch and, and hopefully we can get across these borders soon, brother, and and, um, and catch up. 110%, man. Do you want to leave everyone with your socials and how they can uh, go about, you know, maybe getting in contact with you, even if it's something regarding to this podcast or if they just want to have a chat and they're feeling down? Yeah, bro, 100%. So on Insta, I'm just Tribe That Travel on Instagram. You can't miss my big bus, man. It's a, it's a, big, <laughs> green, it's a big green beast. You'll, you'll never miss that. And and you definitely won't miss me with um, 
with five kids in tow either. Um, and just and I'm just Mick Jessup on Facebook. So, yeah, just reach out whenever, man. Like I said, I'm always open to the conversation because I feel that one of them can just change the game. Yeah, man, absolutely. One one last thing. What's your favourite quote before we go? Oh, man, let me think. Oh, man, you've hit me. You've, you've put me on the spot. <laughs> you've put me on the spot. I can't even think of any right off the top of my bat, man. No, nah, that's all good. Um, but I, I, I will leave some. I will leave people with that one. I think you know, you one foot in front of the other will have you keeping moving forward, and it'll always have you walk out of the dark and into the light. I think people need to understand and actually think about that because everyday life, man, we have our ebbs and flows, we have our ups and downs, and um, if we keep moving forward, it means we're progressing, you know, and it means we're we're going to get through it. Yeah, 200%, man. Pleasure having you on. Can't wait to get it out. Stay well. Can't wait to catch up. And, um, yeah, I think you should talk more about literally what we talked about on this. But, you know, maybe spread it through your page more, man. And, um, yeah, I think you'd get a lot more insight on people that will find it really helpful to maybe, you know, if they're struggling in life right now. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, brother. I'll, um, I've been going to do it for a long time, you know, and I think that will why when we sort of touch base, I thought it would be, be an amazing sort of start point for me because, you know, like I said, mate, I just feel it's a, it's a really, really important thing to, um, to like I said, mate, it's just a lived experience. When you've gone through it, it's a totally different overview of it. Like you, you, you look at things through a different lens yeah. um, as opposed to someone who is, you know, has, has done their doctor's degree or something. You're just looking at it from a different angle. And I think that's a big part of overall living and life, man. Perspectively, if we can look at things differently, um, we sort of get a bit more understanding on things. So, yeah, thanks, man. No, I totally agree. Thanks again for coming on, Mick. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening to that episode.